you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Around the League Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League Podcast. My name is Dan Hansen, and I'm joined by two heroes, Mark Sessler and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Good morning. I'm excited. I believe... It's the afternoon, Mark. Oh, good Jesus. afternoon. Jesus. Come on, bro. I think it was you, Dan, who once said that you feel dead inside in between podcasts, that this is the only time you feel alive. Was that something you said once? Uh, I don't think so. It, I'm, that I'm, sounds that like sounds you, right. And it's disturbing. That sounds right. You should have more in your life. Anyway, well, that's kind of my internal monologue when I get home at work and, you know, from work or basically anything. I'm just looking forward to the next pot. And this week, we don't have to wait as long. We're here for the Thanksgiving special. That's this great. is the Thanksgiving special. You know, if if we were professional, we would have had some type of turkey sound effect ready, but <laughs> no one told Crystal to do that. So, K-Rich, apologies for not, uh, you know, putting just basic prep into this podcast. You know, there's always a chance for post-production. Yeah. I love post-production. <laughs> Crystal actually came into work 10 minutes ago, and we're already up here podcasting just because we want to just get it out there. Yeah. So this <clears throat> this is our Thanksgiving preview. Uh, but, you know, before we get into the three games, Mark will be locked into the office on Thanksgiving night while his family uh, cuts into the old bird upstate in California. Sorry, Mark, uh, for digging <laughs> into that. But before we get into all that, uh, how about the news, K-Rich? Why did you need to go down that path? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's a perfectly you know, amiable scenario because i have to fly up for a wedding right and i worked it out with greg i would do the thanksgiving holiday and be locked in place for I, a wedding and not in the office two and weeks I, do, I do like that i don't realize that i didn't provide any context right. so it the just sounds like, like there's your discord. family just took off and it's, it's this very amiable agreement that well you know it that's, helped with the family that's budget. the business i mean your family's not here for thanksgiving no, right my, you're I'm, in you're going in the yacht we're all my three family's of us in new york right. i think they're forgetting about me slowly but surely each month right 
I'm losing touch that with the happen. people I care about. Well, the first bit yeah, of yeah. news is to find out what everyone's <laughs> Thanksgiving's plans are. Oh. Since we went there. Well, no, no. no. Mine's kidding. a little wacky, though. <laughs> My parents are actually coming in Thursday night. We're pretending Thursday never happened. I'm taking work off Friday, and we're going to do a little Thanksgiving on Friday. How about that? That's there won't nice. be any football involved. Black Friday, but Thanksgiving. Very interesting. Cambridge, big on Black Friday. I'm having a few people over uh, Casa del Hansis during Thanksgiving night. Right. Uh, how about you? What are you doing, Mark? I am covering uh, the the evening's third and final tilt, which should probably take me close to midnight. Yes. You and are welcome to come over to my abode afterward. Thank you. I might. But I th- I believe I have a, a turnaround where I'm back in the office at around 4.50 a.m. the next <laughs> morning. So. And getting to the office on foot. Yeah, it's uh, it is a work week. Yeah. By the way, Mark, after Sunday night's podcast, opted to walk home in the dead of night, even though Greg and I were both leaving at the same time as well in cars. Mark just wanted to walk silently through Culver City, California. It was odd a little bit. I do the same thing, Mark. I walk home, and it's refreshing. There you All go. right, guys, now for what we're really <laughs> here for, the news. Starting with this, Jay Cutler will sit out another week for the Chicago Bears, and he remains a week-to-week with his high ankle sprain. This is actually, uh, it might not seem on the surface, but this is good news if you're to believe Coach Mark Tressman that this is not anything more than a high ankle sprain. Uh, he will sit out this week. That means Josh McCown will play again against the Vikings. But in Tressman's words, Cutler will definitely be back before the end of the season. So that's good. I don't think this is a good team. And they're, they can't stop anyone on the run. And they're about to play Adrian Peterson. And the schedule sets up nicely that they have a game that I think they can win this week and stay in the mix in the NFC North. But since that... Th- you know, three and zero start. They're just three and five over the last eight weeks. It's funny. I like this year's team better than last year's Bears, except that team finished ten and six. And this, I'm not sure this team will. And I, you know, this is tough for Cutler because this really is an audition season for him to prove to Tressman I can be your guy. Re up with me. I want to stick around. I'm not sure why Tressman would do that, other than the fact that it's hard to find another guy of Cutler's arm strength and equal on some level. One other sneaky disconnect that I found when I was working up the post, I was digging through uh, our archives from a week earlier. Tressman said this week that there's no underlying information about Cutler's ankle. It's not worse than a high ankle sprain. But then Cutler himself said last week, there are a few other things involved. I just had a normal, if I just had a normal high ankle sprain, I wouldn't be in a cast. A cast helps it scar up and stuff, but the normal high ankle sprain isn't really a concern at this point. So Cutler says there's something more to it. The coach a week mm-hmm. later says there's not something more to it. I'm more uh, willing to side with Cutler that we're dealing with something else. And Trustman is just trying to manage this. People come up to me on the street all the time and they ask me, who's going to win the NFC North? On the street. Really? I, I love walking it's around weird. L.A. Are you famous my- to that level? <laughs> Big time. In Santa Monica, they, they know my name, <laughs> me and my daughter. Uh, my answer is not the Bears. That's, I think, my answer. And if they ask me about Jay Cutler, will he be on the Bears next year? I think at this point I'd be a little surprised if he was. All right, yeah. guys. <laughs> next up, we have an injury update on Star Chiefs linebackers. Justin Houston, who had so much potential, and Tamba Ali. Houston has a dislocated elbow, Ouch. and Ali sprained his ankle, but not a high ankle sprain. Sounds like Ali has a chance to play this week against the Broncos. That's huge. If they were missing both of them, 
you know, I think forget about it, even though they're in Arrowhead. I, it sounds like Ali could play Houston. We don't know. We may not see him for a while. A little worried about Houston's dislocated elbow. That's an injury that the swelling was so bad on Monday that they weren't ready for an MRI. Maybe that's standard, but the bottom line is a dislocated elbow is, is not a pleasant thing, and it, you know, I would not be surprised if it took more than one week. Who knows? And we're looking at a Chiefs team that is threatening to lose three in a row and they now face what has to be a super agitated Peyton Manning, who uh, in theory won't be playing in sub-freezing temperatures and might rebound this week. But I want to see what Denver does, too, in that game. That's a strange situation for it, the Broncos. And you know who is the first you know, defensive end off the bench to replace these guys after they got hurt? Frank Zombo. I mean, that's, that's hmm. a problem. When you're going from two guys that might make the Pro Bowl team to Frank Zombo... Yeah, it's bad. It's for a the big Chiefs, drop to Zombo. But is what to, I'm when we talk about Peyton Manning, it <laughs> doesn't is. matter who you are. Can, no one can get to Manning. It, it, when they had it's, the full forces, they couldn't touch him. And teams week after week can't. What else is in the news, K. Rich? All right, guys. Last of this is not only sad for Packers fans, but fantasy owners all around the world, all around the nation, including myself, who started Aaron Rodgers. His chances of playing on Thanksgiving are slim to none, according to Mike McCarthy, Packers head coach. Well, that the. The best case scenario had always been Thanksgiving, and it's pretty clear that's not going to be the case now. Um, the, after Thursday, they'll have that extended break um, of you know a week and a half, and then you would hope he's back then, which would also, speaking of fantasy, line up nicely for our team, Allison Bree, who has Aaron Rodgers. That's the most important thing of this whole storyline. You know, it's like <laughs> you can't just take a quarterback and dip him back into a game situation. We're going to have to see him come back, have a full week of practice, Go through the whole rigmarole before Aaron Rodgers is back. You know, they said this could be a more serious injury than they thought. It, it, Thanksgiving always felt like a push. It did, and McCarthy wouldn't name a starter initially. He says he's going to prepare two quarterbacks to play. Matt Flynn, who replaced Scott Tolzien uh, on Sunday when the Packers tied the Vikings. Dan, you watched that game really closely. How did Flynn look? I think that was uh, – Flynn looked very good. I mean, considering – and the, Mark's not going to like to hear this because Mark was so upset about Flynn finding success in his life from a career perspective. Mark, ha- Mark has some hate. No, no, that is, that is not accurate. I, continue on and I'll, I'll respond. Matt Flynn came on in the, <laughs> early in the fourth quarter of a game that his team is trailing 23-7 and led three scoring drives to push into overtime – uh, you know, both teams obviously stalled out in the overtime. That's how you get a tie. That's how, the, how how those things work. But on balance, Flynn was more than you could have ever asked for, considering the circumstances. And I also found it interesting that uh, Mike McCarthy said on Monday that the part of the reason, one of the reasons he was impressed by Flynn was his recall to go back to the old Packers playbook when uh, Flynn was there and it helped them in their hurry up offense. So I think he. I think he's not only did he make the throws and play well, his elbow looked healthy, he also allowed them to do some things that maybe they didn't think they might have been able to. So I don't see any way Scott Tolzien's playing on Thursday. It seemed, That's coach speak to me. Well, I think it's funny because a week ago, McCarthy came out of the game against the Giants saying that he had never seen a young quarterback make, on tape, eight perfect downfield throws the way that Tolzien did. So this week, he's all flowery and excited about Matt Flynn and his recall oh of a system that he has spent <laughs> five years in or whatever. Listen, all I'm saying is I think the, the Packers, are, it, it, the reason they're practicing both, yes. and McCarthy, he, he came out, they're desperate. 
they they've had so much flux at the quarterback position. But he knows. He knows who the starter is, well, right? Of course they, it's Flynn. It's got to be, right? Yeah. I, that's, I mean, what, it's not even a question. I mean, but it's just I, – I, here's the thing. With Tolzien, I thought they, they are developing for the first time in a while a young quarterback, and they pull the plug on it so quick, and bang, we're back to Flynn yeah. as Green Bay's backup. But it Bay's worked. It, it, it saved it them worked. from a it loss. It did. I can't kill him for that. I just – I find it – let me ask, as a fan – it's boring. I don't want to see Matt Flynn back. <laughs> yeah, in a, what is it with you? I don't know. Matt I'm, Flynn. I'm not. He's a freelancer. Did he steal your girlfriend in 2006? No, I don't. I don't dislike he, the guy personally. I just find it to be such a Green Bay thing to do. You find it annoying <laughs> that he's made so much money over the last couple years, whereas Brian Hoyer has barely made anything. This is a classic. I'm not sure that's where I'm coming from with it, but uh, <laughs> listen, I let's move on. Are you a communist? No. Why, why would that be linked to my? The, no, I just Flynn. feel like his wages are the reason why you dislike him. And if everyone made the same amount, then maybe Matt Flynn would be, you know, more beloved in your mind. No, that's not accurate. Okay, just throwing it out there. Just the theory. <laughs> all right, so all right, so we're talking about the the Packers. Why don't we just continue into our Thanksgiving preview in the in the first game on Thanksgiving? Uh, Mark, uh, excuse me, Greg, and I will be in the office for these early games. The Green Bay Packers. And the Detroit Lions from Ford Field. Who needs this game more, Greg? That's a good question. I'm not even prepared to answer it. Boom. I think the Lions need it more at home. The Packers, because Rodgers coming back, I think have a better chance, even if they lost this game, of running the table. Now, if you look at opponent winning percentage the rest of the way, the Packers actually have the toughest slate of any of the NFC North contenders. They have an easy game against Atlanta, but then it's at Dallas, Pittsburgh, at Chicago. I think they could win all four with Rodgers. Whereas if Detroit loses this game at home to a backup quarterback, the way this season has gone, I think that would be tough to recover from. You know, Detroit's schedule isn't terrible down the stretch, but they've lost two in a row. They just lost at home to Tampa. I would say Detroit has more on the line here because this is a team that a week ago was in control of this division and it's not a very good division right now and they're turning up to be just as inconsistent as unreliable as the rest of them you're at home it's thanksgiving for years the nation was furious with the idea that detroit a terrible franchise always gets this home thanksgiving game or maybe just i was yeah no, i but was too it's just it's like oh we're just handing this to you they actually are an interesting team now take care of business yeah how many more Three-minute features on CBS do we need about Joey Harrington's uh, piano playing? Not you many know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not many. Um, I, I'll tell you who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Packers. I don't know if they're going to win, but the last thing I want to see is the Detroit Lions sneak into the NFC playoffs and get blown out by three touchdowns in the first what? round. And just, you know, whatever. Ruin Why my would they Saturday. do that? Because they stink. I could see oh, them doing stop. that. They're Guys, co- we all know they can they can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody, and they have a real capability. And uh, their quarterback plays a big role in this of stinkers on any given week. And I could just see it right now: January flame out. Detroit if you're style. if you're making the watchability argument, I like a little Detroit Lions in the playoffs. I mean, you got Stafford, Reggie Bush, Megatron, Fairley, and Sue. You never know what's going to happen. Every game comes down to the end. There's spectacular wins. There's spectacular. Mistakes, and that's kind of where I'm at with the Lions. I yeah. thought they maybe were a little past that. They're really not. I'll take Is, the Packers and Aaron Rodgers against the Carolina would, Panthers. If you're looking long term right. NFC North, right, you want to get Rodgers back in the saddle. They sneak in right to the Go playoffs. To work. 
and that is Aaron Rodgers with, honestly, a pretty good Green Bay team suddenly supporting him. Who knows what they would do in the playoffs? One other thing I want to throw to you guys. It is Thanksgiving in Detroit, and that could mean only one thing. And Dominican Sue is going to commit some type of savage act of violence. What's going to happen? You can write. I don't know, but you're going to be writing the peel-off piece about whatever his shenanigans are this year. So that's why I, I made, got foot to Matt Schaub's lowers last year. I made sure. Chart last I made year. sure to have two of us on for this game because <laughs> we got because of the Indomitian Sue factor. Someone will cover Sue, and the other guy will just cover the. We game. We need a Sue beat guy on Thanksgiving. That's what it's come <laughs> to, because Sue beats guys on Thanksgiving. Ooh, that's pretty good. If they lost this game, they're at Philadelphia the next week, which is a tough game, and then versus Baltimore. The Lions, I think, have to win this game to stay right in this mix. All right, so let's let's pick this game. Green Bay, Detroit. Sessler, I'll throw it to you. Uh, because they are at home and because they, I do think they absolutely need this, I'm going Detroit. Greg? I'm taking Detroit. I'll take the Packers. Hmm. I liked what I saw from Matt Flynn. I think they're seeing their way out of it. And I just really want the Packers in the playoffs. So. They have not won a game without Aaron Rodgers yet. We talked about that all they had to do was beat bad teams like the Giants and the Vikings, and they didn't beat either one. By the way, they also haven't lost a game in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop dissing ties. All right, let's move on to the second game of the day. And uh, you know what? I think for this game we need to get Chris Wessling on the horn. Chris Wessling, of course, has been out of studio the past few days. He's on Tybee Island doing God knows what with God knows who. Uh, K. Rich behind the glass. We need to get him on the line because this is Oakland Raiders related. Oh, yes. And softball pants. Coming right up. Related. Hello? Wes. What's up? <laughs> oh, boy. It doesn't sound too good. Chris, how you doing? This is the Around the League team from the I'm podcast well. studio. How are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you guys? Well, we're doing well. Uh, you have a little bit of a Kim Carnes rasp to your voice. <laughs> yes, I was doing some shouting the other night. <laughs> Should we be surprised that Wes sounds like this from the Sunday night podcast? <laughs> this is the post-Huckapoo's effect. He's playing hurt. You know what? I'm going back to my original theory that Huckapoo's is evil because what could strike down a man of Wes's vitality to this point? <laughs> That's fair. Never- Softball pants good. I never denied that Huckapoos was evil. Wes, so we got you on the line because we're going through the Thanksgiving games and we're, we've moved on to the Oakland Raiders against the Dallas Cowboys. First, take us through Sunday because the, the Raiders, they seemed headed toward that fifth victory, which would have given them, what, five chances to get to six. Once we hit six, of course, Wes has to eat his softball pants as per the agreement. Will Chris Wessling eat his softball pants? Instead... Fitz Magic rolls into the picture, steals the game away in Oakland, and now the Raiders need two games. What was your process as you watched that game on Sunday? Well, I had half the bar was aware of the bet and was watching that game with me. <laughs> so we were all cheering when uh, Fitz Magic happened late in the game. Wait, they're rooting for you? If I were them, I'd be rooting for you to eat the pants. They like me. Oh, see, that's the difference. Uh, he only said half the bar. The other half probably clearly rooting for pants. <laughs> yeah, he is a legend, I guess. They don't want to see anything bad. And we have no ev- We have no proof that if Wes ate softball pants, it wouldn't have potentially fatal effects. So from that pure base uh, stance of will it kill Wes, I would think his friends, would. they don't want to risk that. Yeah, I brought it up, by the way, to my wife. Um, have a little update there. I brought it up once at dinner. Uh, and the response was... Your wife, who's a chef. Yeah, she, she was a chef. 
Um, you know, she went to school for it and all that. The first time she just said, that's disgusting. I'm trying to eat. <laughs> right. Off to a flying start. So that shut it down. Uh, I brought it up again when I got home <laughs> last night. Um, she was worried about, you know, Chris's health. She, she basically didn't understand. She just said, you can't eat pants. And I said, well, that's part of the, the right. bed. She's, She's got to like, look past that. Right. Part so, of it. <laughs> she's got a civil suit on her mind, clearly. So we have to – I still have some work to do on this front, I guess it would be my update. Well, we also have mm. K-Rich and some soul food on tap as well, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm just, I'm just curious to know, Greg, how did you bring this up to your wife? And did you say it humbly? Was there any compromise? <laughs> um, you know me well. That's I, a good question. Nothing comes out too humbly. What is the dynamic <laughs> did you just, in that you just, relationship? Put your foot down and say, listen, honey. No, no. I'm, I was approaching it. You know, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have brought it up, you know, while we're sitting there eating dinner. That wasn't the right time. So because I tried to, you know, well, you know, we have this bit with the podcast. So you try to scheme. Listen, no, honey, no, you will to... cook 13 pounds of fabric into various dishes. No, I'm approaching <laughs> How this. How big are these pants? 13 pounds. <laughs> I'm approaching this very carefully, knowing that she might not be totally in love with spending the tiny bit of free time that she has uh, cooking something that could kill one of our employees. All right, so, okay, good. Well, it's good to know. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working on that. Wes, before we get into the game itself, I just want to ask you a question. Before that final drive, before the Titans took over, uh, what was your, rank it 1 to 10 how nervous you were about the idea of eating pants? Uh, I would say 6. All right, and now after that drive, how do you feel? What is the number? I would say closer to three and a half. Oh, see, that was huge. Well, when you look at their schedule, that was the game they had to win right there. Yeah. All right. Let's was, it was huge. Well, you know, if they go and they steal a game in Jero World on Thursday, everything's back to normal. Now, I'll throw this out to all you boys. Uh, do the Raiders have a shot here? The Cowboys are coming off a win. They desperately needed at the Meadowlands. That kind of righted the ship a little bit. Uh, and now they have a chance once again. The Cowboys have been afraid of uh, you know their own shadow all season, really for years now. Can they put back to back victories together and really put the heat on the Eagles? Well, I think that I think the Cowboys should be considered the heavy favorite. They're the better team, uh, but we've also seen that they pretty much play to the level of their competition every single game. And the Raiders, I think, play up to the level of their competition. Now they've got blown out a couple times against Philadelphia, Kansas City, the first game wasn't that close. But for the most part, their game, and th- these are two teams that I never have a good feel for what they're going to do that Sunday. So they could go out there, and the Raiders, they're capable of beating just about anyone, and the Cowboys are capable of losing to just about anyone. Look, Dallas's defense, too, by the way. I could see Raiders or anyone moving the ball, and the, the Oakland's put up 20 or more points in five of the last seven games. This is going to be a close game. I think Matt McGloin could play a little bit. He made some really nice throws on Sunday, and I think the Cowboys don't scare anybody, especially without Sean Lee. Do I think they blow this game? They are the Cowboys. Hmm. I'm thinking in real time. Wes, doesn't McGloin scare you a little bit, the way that Case Keenum in his early moments before he captured your early heart Early period you? Case Keenum? Yeah, early period Case Keenum. I would say that I was more scared of Terrell Pryor than I am of McLovin. Really? Yeah, not that Pryor's a better quarterback. Just It seemed like he just made them more competitive. Uh, teams had a hard time stopping him on third down because of his running ability. 
I don't know about McLovin. We'll see. They kept moving the ball, you know, against Tennessee. They just kept settling for field goals and missed field goals. If Sebastian Janikowski doesn't have one of the worst days of his career, the Raiders win that game. Seabass is slipping a little bit. Here is a bit of hope for West, though. So let's say Dallas sneaks out of here with this What do you mean, win? a bit of hope? He, he's putting himself at a three and a half on the well, worried he, scale. Well, and he has a reason to not be worried because they play the Jets, which say that's 50-50. Yep. Then they close out with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. And the Chargers are on the road. That's tough. I don't think Oakland gets to six. They will be underdogs every game the rest of the season. But they've been underdogs from the start, let's face it. Mm-hmm. They're America's Cinderella team. Uh, before we let you go, Wes, let's just pick this game. I'll start with you, Wes. Who do you see taking this? I imagine the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys. Fellas? Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, me as well. I'm Good going to Oakland. Them. Yeah, Mark's going rogue. Guts. He's just mailing it that's in. That's why I'm in last place. Wow. I like this, though. That, that's almost a guaranteed hero pick. Uh, all right, Wes, thank you very much, buddy. Come back all to right. us soon. Thanks, guys. Okay. God, put him back on the life support machine. I'm not sure that 10 minutes from now, Wes remembers being on the phone with us. I just have a feeling he's in an altered state. Come back to us, Wes. We need you. You need us. Okay, so let's move on to the final game on Thursday, the Thursday night affair. This is the game where Mark will be by himself in an office on Thanksgiving night, all alone. Listen, you know... Watching two of your favorite teams. Well, that is the the punch in the gut, because... Had things gone the way that I thought they would in my better mind state, Cleveland would be in the mix here in the AFC North, right? Unf- Which would be yeah. better for probably society in the country. Yeah. Instead, we get what we've gotten always in the last decade, which is Ravens-Steelers. And I have a chance to cover <laughs> the two teams I enjoy the least. Right. Mm. The but only- I will say this. It's, a, it is, it's an intriguing matchup. The yeah. only thing that could be worse is if during the game... Mike Tomlin rips off a mask, and it turns out he was Bernie Kosar the whole time. I think that's the only way that's this poignant. could hurt you. That's interesting. That would, that would cut deep. <laughs> that would be some extra work for But you then two. who's the Bernie <laughs> Kosar that we've been introduced to, to over to... the last few years? <laughs> He's a different dude. Clearly a body double. <laughs> that would be a lot of extra posts, though. I feel like we would have to break right. that down. <laughs> we just added to what we learned. All right, so let's look at this game. Let's break this down. The Steelers and Ravens, two teams at five and six, both coming off wins. Uh, this is... Uh, I think, is this the NBC game? Yes, it is. Yeah. Alan Chris, after a, a golden game on Sunday night, now get a game that looked like a stinker two weeks ago. Now it means a lot. It's almost like a playoff game. Uh, not quite. So it's not quite a playoff game, but almost there. Whoever loses this is in bad shape. I think the winner is the favorite for the wild card. You know, the Period. winner, I would not even say the winner couldn't win this division, frankly. They're only they, if since he stumbles, they're a game behind the Bengals. Since his lead is really, really slimmed. Do you think the Steelers' defense, watching them against Cleveland, is starting to get better? Because when when I've watched them, I don't think it's really the defense getting better. They don't have much of a passer. It's pretty much all Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell's added a lot, and the offense figuring out what they need to do, and the defense doesn't really impress me much. I will say this about the defense, because I, I know for years they've been tagged as they're too old, they can't move, they're one you know, season away from complete collapse. There's a lot of pride on that defense, and I don't even know what that means sometimes in the NFL, but they love playing for their coaches, and I do think that they... I watched them play Cleveland... They shut the Browns down, which that doesn't Stunner. sound like much, except things that Cleveland's been able to do week after week could not happen against Pittsburgh. Well, except now, then, for the week before. Well, and also, by the way, here's the, here's the weak spot, and I'm not sure the Ravens can attack it. 
Ike Taylor and some of his play, he gave he gave up a ton of yardage two weeks ago to Megatron and got killed by Gordon yesterday. Gail, I, 230-something yards. I think the Steelers, I believe we did an email, uh, running email last week. I think I said the Ravens were the favorite. But now I'm starting to think it's the Steelers, and I think it's because Ben Roethlisberger, who, Greg, I know you, well, you picked him from MVP, but you said you believe that he'd been playing well for the most part all season. I was a little more on the fence. But the last two weeks, you, there's nothing else you could say. The guy is really locked in now, and he's the best quarterback of any of these wild card contenders and uh, I just think that he's he has the ability to now lift these guys to you know you don't have to get nine wins they can get to nine wins eight or nine wins and that should that could do it and I think they'll start with a big win on Thursday night. I don't think Big Ben likes dealing with the Ravens. I don't think he ever has. But I will say this: that when I look at Baltimore and Pittsburgh, the strongest aspect to either team, two teams that just know each other so well, you're not going to trick each other. Big Ben's play is the mm. strongest thing here. I don't look at Baltimore and see anything that says, yep, that's going to put Pittsburgh on its What heels. about the Ravens' defense? It's been a very good defense this year. Maybe not great, but very good. They just embarrassed your boy Geno. I know yeah. it's a big step up in class, but they're capable of having those sort of shutdown performances. Doesn't Big Ben, though, seem to just make plays no matter what you put in front of him? This is, it's a Joe Flacco game to me. I agree with you. Joe Flacco... Played a little bit better against the Jets. Is that fair to say? Made some plays made some down plays, the field. Yeah. In some tough conditions. His, his best asset is that big arm. And one of the things that have been missing from the Ravens' offense this year has been that big playability. Um, they took advantage of a, a opponent weak, weakness last week. You would hope that they continue to go to that now that you have Jacoby Jones back to full health and Torrey Smith. That, that's a big part of their attack that I think they've not used enough. We're now entering week 12 and the defending... Super Bowl champs, their offense has been terrible. Week it is 13, what it right? is at this week point, th- isn't it? Yeah. We're now entering week 13. The defending Super Bowl champions, their offense have been terrible the whole time. At this point last year, they still didn't even have the losing streak that they eventually bounced back to. I still think there's time because Joe Flacco can be that good to put together some games where he gets Jacoby Jones involved and Tandon Doss and Torrey Smith and the Steelers defense. If there's a you know, problem with them. They give up a lot of big plays. It wouldn't. I think Joe Flacco has mm. it in him to have a big game in a big spot and kind of start them on their path. We've been waiting for it all year, and it's like, listen, this is this matchup. Any, it's hard to predict these Ravens Steelers games, but I just I look at Pittsburgh, and this is gelling as more of a complete team on offense. They have a running back. I think Le'Veon Bell can do some damage. I, I just think Pittsburgh's got it going on right now. Three wins in a row. See, see, number four is coming this weekend. Wait, hold on. <laughs> These guys are fist bubbing. The, the fan of the Browns and the Jets are fist bubbing over the Steelers. Pick. It's what all is, we have. You know, you, you, Greg, are coming off one of the biggest wins as a Patriots fan. You've got nothing but sunshine glowing down on you. Dan and I just have to get our victories where we can right now. Exactly. Me and you picked uh, the Steelers to win this division. You know, I had been as That's the MVP. That's no great consolation. No, to I know. Either. To be MVP, I can't pick the Steelers team right. Every time I pick them to win, they lose. Well, and, and vice versa. It's so early. I, I want to wait till the last minute to pick this one. One but. question. Do you guys all think, hands down, since he wins this division right now? You feel that yes. good about them? I don't feel great about them, but I think they're going to win 10 games. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they will, but I'm closer to you, Mark, where it wouldn't shock me if they fell apart completely. But they, they'd have to only win two out of their last five I think I'm going to take Baltimore in this game as it just pains. These Steelers picks pains me, but I just 
kind of what I said about Flacco, and I think this defense is pretty good. I think this Ravens team has been lying in the weeds but still could have something to them. If you if you change your mind, we're, we're okay with it. By, by for game the time. official pick. Yeah, for the official pick. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, and I'll take the Steelers. I think Pittsburgh is going to win this about 27-7. to 7. Whoa, you oh, like outrageous. the 20-point spreads. You're always picking blowouts. I don't think that's that crazy of a call. All right, that does it for the Thanksgiving preview. We'll be back later this week. Uh, Mark, again, if you get out at a reasonable hour, you're welcome to come to the Hanses house for Thanksgiving. And just just let us know you're a vegetarian. What's in play in terms of Thanksgiving for your plate? Listen, if I show up, it's going to be so far beyond when dinner was served Yeah, that I'll, just, I'll come for the good cheer to hang out with the Hanses family. <laughs> they will serve you some <laughs> dinner here. Did you know this? I'm not holding my breath for that. A special Thanksgiving dinner. They asked me who's going to be in the office and when we're leaving and whatnot. It's actually a huge spread. You act like, Mark, you haven't been here for any Thanksgivings. I just said I'm not holding my breath for it being something that's going to entice me to be fired up about a meal served in a (laughs) neon-lit room. You you hate food. There's no (laughs) other reason. I'm not a foodie. and and In fact, Thanksgiving ranks food-wise is one of the things I almost don't even look forward to. I could care less. You know, it's funny. You Jeez. sit you sit in Wes's chair and you take on his grumpy attributes. Yeah, I'm almost. not trying to be grumpy. I'm being honest. I don't not just sit around conjuring images of like cranberry sauce <laughs> dabbled on top of like a slice of turkey. I don't think about it. You could have that anytime you wanted to. I mean, I'm about as cynical <laughs> as it gets. I'm not really into the holidays. Everything seems random. You know, but who doesn't like Thanksgiving? That's the one I can get Excessive. behind. I didn't I mean, say I like many eating, aspects of family, it. It's family. It's football. I like I like all Mark that. I just don't, no. I like all that. I don't need the overemphasis and the over celebration on right. these plates of food. Please, let's get over just, ourselves. Let's just, just wait for a couple of weeks for Mark's Christmas rant, which is really <laughs> nasty. No, no, the no. The vitriol really comes out for that. Have all a right. happy holiday, everyone. All right, that's it. Uh, this is Dan Hans is signing off for the Sizzler, the boss K Rich behind the glass, and Lyle the intern who is not invited to my home on Thanksgiving. Sorry, buddy, not worth it. <laughs> Until later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, my God. 
Redwood Forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.